Just before we start the podcast, I've got another quick quiz for you to follow up last week. Speaking of last week, the Peely Puzzler, the answer was Michu. I think most of you would have got that out there. But uh, episode two of that is now. So to start, I've got another two clues for you for this week. And we'll give another two later on in the podcast. So first two clues. Clue one is I played youth football at Blackburn Rovers. Obviously a brilliant club. And I made my Premier League debut against Chelsea in 2010. So two clues later on in the podcast. Hopefully you can understand who that is. But welcome back to the FPL Addicts and Esports Live Fancy Weekly podcast and videocast. On the agenda today, we've got a late winner at Anfield as Liverpool gained some ground on Tottenham. A hammering at Ellen Road as the tuna put to the sword. And an FPL nightmare as many big assets go missing. But to digest all that, as always, we've got a bit of a commentary job coming up in this next week, Elliot. So finally, you will be the right-hand man in the commentary box again. And uh, hopefully we can get a bit done, eh? Yeah, it's going to be good, mate. I can't wait for it. Was it Tuesday night? It's going to be streamed on uh, MPL's pages. So yeah, watch out for that, everybody, I think. Yeah, definitely should be a lot of fun to get the uh, tournaments back going again. But um, obviously, it was a decent week for FPL, uh, for some anyway. Um, obviously, a lot of assets did underperform, but there were a few that did okay. Um, as we got the clues coming up on the screen there for the Peelers Puzzler, if you missed it. But Elliot, just over to you quickly. You've got your shocks of the weekend. There was a lot. Fire away with your top three. Yeah, thank you, mate. So game week 13 has now ended. And in terms of FPL, the average was 42 points and the highest score was only 100 points. But let's get to my top three FPL shocks of the week. Firstly, we have Everton defender Mason Holgate, who rewarded his 0.2% of owners with a 14-point score in game week 13. This was tallied from a goal, clean sheet and three bonus points, as well as playing the full 90 minutes. Secondly, we have David McGoldrick being Sheffield United's top goal scorer this season. David McGoldrick earned 13 points just this morning against Man United. McGoldrick scored twice and earned three bonus points. And finally, we have one of McGoldrick's opponents in their 3-2 loss to Man United. The shock player being Marcus Rashford, who managed two goals like McGoldrick, however, only earned himself two bonus points. However, as he's a midfielder, gets five for a goal, which means he outscored McGoldrick with 14 points for Rashford. But thank you. They were my top three FPL shocks of the week. Fair enough. Like this morning, I'll say on the on the theme of McGoldrick and, and Manchester United, what in the world was Dean Henderson doing this morning with that second goal? I, I don't know what he's doing trying to... I mean, obviously being at the club for the last couple of seasons, you know, who knows? But just to go over some of those results, the game week, you know, the first midweek game week that we've had all season. Started at Molyneux, where a late, late winner at the last minute from Pedro Neto gave Wolves all three points against Chelsea. Olivier Giroud couldn't fire his side over the line. Manchester City were held um, by West Brom, semi Ajayi. Um, had a shot away which was blocked en route to goal by Ruben Diaz and that cancelled out Ilkay Gundogan's uh, opener which obviously frustrated a lot of people especially Kevin De Bruyne owners to name a few Arsenal got a point at home to Southampton as Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang rediscovered his form in front of goal Theo Walcott came back to the Emirates and uh, haunted his former employers a point apiece then we obviously we talked to this at length Jack Harrison obviously the cover star this week um, he grabbed an absolute stunner for Leeds against Newcastle 5-2. Obviously, I was watching this one alongside you, Elliot, or most of it, the first 75 minutes anyway. You lot went 1-0 up. I do not understand how. Uh, obviously, Jeff Hendrick grabbed that goal and Kieran Clark got one also for Newcastle. I think that was to make it 2-2. So, um, you know, you, you were looking for a decent result for most of that game, but um, 
obviously they powered over you late and it got what they deserved, including a goal from my uh, transferred in player for the week, Stuart Dallas. So I was pretty buzzing when that hit the back of the net. Leicester, you know, obviously Everton started, you know, the season well, but a bit of a shock away result this one. Mason Holgate grabbing a rare goal and Richarlison with a decent finish outside the box as well. So uh, they went back to Merseyside with all three points in the bag. Um, Adam Lallana rather harshly, I think maybe, or someone argue harshly that he had a goal ruled out from VAR, but otherwise no goal mouth action between Fulham and Brighton. Former Rover Tosin Adarabayo got the three bonus points, which uh, put a small smile on my face. Something that didn't put a smile on Matt's face, however, was a late goal from Bobby Firmino. 90th minute header inside the box from a corner. Uh, which made Tim Sherwood look a bit foolish. Um, but Salah and Son got the goals. Obviously, big FPL assets that actually fired. But for me, no, had the last laugh as Liverpool won in front of the cop. A London derby, which was basically all about Christian Benteke, got a goal and also got himself sent off. So, uh, you know, standard day at the office for Christian Benteke, except, you know, he obviously doesn't score too much. But the red card is more commonplace, but also a brilliant overhead kick from uh, Sebastian Allaire as well. 1-1 in that London derby. We had a boring 0-0 draw between Aston Villa and Burnley. You know, much to be expected, really, to be honest, especially with Burnley involved. They're usually not too far away from a 0-0. And then, obviously, the game we've been talking about this morning, 3-2, Sheffield United and Manchester United. David McGoldrick got two. So did Rashford. Martial also got a goal. Dean Henderson had a howler. So there was a lot to talk about there. Obviously, McGoldrick with the three bonus points. So a very interesting one in that regard. Also, before we move on to talk about the fixtures for the next game week, it's worth mentioning that, you know, my lookalike for a little while, a lot of people have said that I look a little bit like Slavin Bilic, especially with the old haircut, has been sacked from West Brom. So they've brought in, you know, Big Sam, Sam Allardyce, what a legend he is, obviously former Rovers manager, you know, don't mind him at all. So uh, I think, you know, West Brom are, you know, a decent chance to stay up now, especially with him at the helm. But in terms of fixtures, early kickoff, back to normal with the deadlines now. So 10 o'clock local time, with the deadline or local time in Melbourne, rather. Obviously, uh, in England, you've got your traditional, you know, 11 p.m. deadline uh, for this season. Crystal Palace hosts Liverpool at Selhurst Park. You obviously, they don't want to repeat of what happened a few years ago that, you know, pretty much cost them the title. The Saints host Manchester City. Wonder if Che Adams can get back on the score sheet. Who knows? I don't think Edison will want to repeat that one. Everton hosts Arsenal at Goodison Park in what should be a decent game. Newcastle, your side, it's a must-win for them against Fulham. You think if they're dropping points here, then it's going to be a long, long season for Steve Bruce's men to start Sunday. Brighton host Sheffield United. Spurs host Leicester in what could be a massive game in the race for Champions League spots. You know, traditional rivalry, a massive one between uh, the two sides, either side of the Pennines, Manchester United and Leeds United will clash in what should be a brilliant game. Bit of a Midlands derby as West Bromwich Albion host Aston Villa at the Hawthorns. And then Monday night, we've got Burnley and Wolves and Chelsea and West Ham in a London derby to round out the game weeks. There are your results and fixtures for the uh, for the game weeks done. So now to introduce our perennial guests for the week. We've obviously got um, a couple of people who've been with us right from the start and they've been impeccable. They've not really missed one, although um, in turning up to the sessions, Matt's always a bit late. We'll start with obviously introducing Matt. He's always late to the podcast, but he's always turned up. He's the guru himself. It's Matt. From FBL Addicts, how are we, mate? Yeah, thanks, Arlila. I, I was going pretty well until the uh, 90th minute in the uh, Liverpool-Tottenham game. I was pretty gutted after that. You know, they just get away with it every single week, don't they, Liverpool? But uh, yeah, look, FPL-wise, not too bad. A couple of wins in my drafts and uh, classic team beat the average and a green arrow, so I can't complain there. 
Not at all. It's a, a rare green hour for you this season, Matt, isn't it, really, to be honest, this season? Yeah, yeah, from my poor, uh, I think it was my poor November. I was doing pretty well before, but then, um, yeah, mate, I think you're Mr. Red Arrow now. Uh, I took greens this week. What are you on about? <laughs> um, just for the village comment for anyone watching live, obviously now I wouldn't say I look too much like you. We might have to get a photo on the, on the podcast next week. Um, I didn't, I did look a little bit like Slavin Bilic at one point. So um, I, I refuted it at first, but, you know, I've been sacked from West Brom. So, you know, a bit of a shame. But uh, Jack, over to you, obviously, you know, decent week for you again in FPL. And, uh, you know, those early season blues and the FPL suicides that not, um, not too heavy on you now, eh? Hello, boys. Good to be back on the pod twice in one week. This is uh, truly a blessing to see you boys again um yeah listen ollie uh really happy got, got another um you know a good good a uh, couple of wins with my with my boys this week um delivering obviously i made a, a last minute transfer that i was panicking about with uh, rashford coming in for son when son bagged the other night i was like oh no this is going to be a disaster rashford coming in happy days delivered this morning so over the moon this week and on the uh on the billich one obviously you got handed his p45 we know you're quite close to getting handed that on the esports live fpl podcast hey. so uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I look like him it's following suit maybe <laughs> oh my word it just I, I i need to keep in a job please jack honestly um but um if i get handed a p45 that's pretty shocking i don't know how i'm gonna bounce back from that but um, obviously, in FPL terms, I'm doing okay. But in terms of the mini league that we've got at the minute, it's a bit of a boring situation at this point, to be honest. No chips used in the top 20. I believe for the first time this season, that's the case. So a little bit of a boring one. So nothing to report there. In terms of the actual league, we'll bring that up just about now. I've got to make sure it's the right one because we did have a um, head-to-head league that we've pretty much binned. So if we look here at the top 10, we've got, Tom, look at that overall rank, by the way. Inside the top 1.5 is unreal. We've got uh, Joe Cadella in second and Elliot on level points, but Joe just above him. Amarasana in fourth. We've got Tanaman in fifth. The Red Devils in sixth. We've got Werner Shibro in seventh. We've got uh, the only one team, so Osama in eighth. McTominators, Max. There's a little bit of a rivalry going on between me and uh, the former guest. He's, you know, he's a bit wiry. Look at that, five points above me, and uh, you know, about thirty odd k in overall rank as I round out the top ten. So there you go, not too bad. I think Tom's running away with it now. He's fifty nine points clear, which is a bit crazy to um, to fathom, to be honest. But I'm oh, sorry, fifty two rather. I'll just check my maths. Fifty two points clear he is. So bit crazy just to say that that's the case but um no he's absolutely flying in terms of the manager of the week we've got the ten dollars credit which is being pushed to uh andrew on your Hig- on your higby with 65 points this week not bad at all it's a bit low to be fair considering that most of them are up around the 80 90 point mark uh usually in our um in our leagues anyway but uh 65 points isn't too bad at all. We'll just bring up his team for you. Oh, Osama also got 65 as well. So um, a bit unlucky that he's not there. We'll actually bring up his team while ratted as well. So we might have to sort something out possibly. But we'll quickly run over Osama's and then we'll go down and look at um, the other team to score 65 points as well, which was Andrews. So uh, with Osama, just a quick comment. Obviously, Stuart Dallas, Stuart Dallas Union. There we go. Son, Salah, um, Click got also four points for him and Bamford and Calvert-Lewin were also decent in terms of Andrew's team 
think he's about, what would you say, about 30th in the league. So he's not doing too bad either. Um, Second, I think he was, mate. I think, he actually, I, think, I think he's 52nd in the league and I think he actually got 67 points. That was my mistake. Okay. So, um, <laughs> bit of an issue on the, um, Larissa, 60, no, 65, um, Andresi. So, uh, yeah, inside the top 100k for the game week rank, the Nigerian manager. So, not too bad at all there. We've got Chilwell with five points. Uh, Rashford, brilliant, brilliant captain pick that is. That is an unreal oh, wow. shout. Yeah, it's, wow. Uh, propelled him up the top there. And uh, obviously, we've got Son as well. He's in a broadcaster league. Fair enough. He's on the uh, the old Super Sport League. So, fair enough. We've got Bamford and Calvert-Lewin also firing. And uh, that would be in the auto sub with Mares, which crueled my draft week as well. So, really hard that that's happened to him. But a decent week in truth for um, for Andrew. And I'm sure he'll take that. And he'll also take the $10 credit for Esports Live, which you can use for cash pool and prizes. We've got FIFA. Few tournaments coming up soon. Obviously, we mentioned the one that's going up to the MPL TV, FIFA, PES, Rocket League, and also a bit of NBA. So, if you fancy yourself in any of those games, fire away, get yourself involved, and see if you can win some prizes. Now, onto the Peelies puzzle, the part two. Obviously, we've had the clues running along from part one previously. I'll just recap those in case you missed them. So, part one of the clues I played youth football at Blackburn Rovers. And I made my Premier League debut against Chelsea in 2010. So part two of the clues, I formed the comedy centre-back double act with my then Manchester United and England teammates. And I've won one Premier League title in the 2012-2013 season. So can you guess who that is? I think the the first of that second lot of clues there will probably give that one away. But if you can get that, we'll reveal the answer next week. So uh, hopefully you can get that one. And uh, we'll uh, obviously reveal the answer, as we said, on the next podcast. So on to the guru section now. We've got Matt. He's got some more polls that he's run about um, a few captain choices for the upcoming game week. He's obviously got his four players, his one to watch, his three teams to watch, his captain picks, and also his scout 11. So a lot to get through on the guru section. Matt, take it away. Yeah, thanks, Ollie. Um, we did do some polls on our Instagram page, FPL underscore addicts. Uh, we, we focused it around captains this week. Um, obviously, the talk of the town this week's been uh, Salah after his goal, Fernandez after his uh, his blank, uh, Son after his goal, and, uh, and Kane with the big fixture against Leicester, who he scored 14 goals against in nine games. So we did a poll. Um, it was either Salah or Kane as your captain for game week 14 and the uh, the preference and we ended up with 62% on Salah and 38% on Kane um look do i think that one's a, a fair a fair one no and that's not just spurs bias i think Kane's record at home to Leicester is just too good to turn down liverpool have got a uh, shorter turnaround time with the early game against palace on saturday but Salah is uh you know, on a goal a game, roughly with his with his recent form, just the way he's looking and, and his fancy points. But I think with Kane's record against Leicester, um, he would actually be the pick out of the two for me this weekend. And the next poll, a couple of midfielders that have both been on absolute fire this season: Son and Bruno Fernandez. Which one would you prefer to have as your captain this week? We've come up with forty six percent for Son at home to Leicester and fifty four percent Fernandez at home to Leeds. I think that one's probably about fair. It's hard to look past Fernandez in a home game. I know Son's at home, but you'd probably think Leeds are certainly the weaker of the two sides between uh, Leeds and Leicester. And uh, Fernandez also has the added value of, of being on penalties. 
and uh, United are uh, long overdue a, a penalty in the Premier League. I think they've maybe only gone uh, two games without one. Um, and that's the uh, that's the polls we did this week on uh, on captains. Yeah, a bit of a change up from usual. Obviously, you know, you go the who would you rather transfer in or who's, you know, on the chopping block. So to go captains is a bit of an interesting viewpoint. They're very close to call, especially that second one is between Son and Fernandez. But I'd, I'd side with, I think I'm also going to side with Kane this week, captaincy-wise. And if I was to choose between Son and Bruno Fernandez, that's a really tight one. I'm going to say Bruno just. So I think the second one is a fair reflection. In terms of, in terms of form players, Matt, have you got anything any uh, that you think might fire this upcoming game week, game week 14? Yeah, look, with the form players, I've, I've put Son down again. He's, he's come in with his third return in a row uh, with the goal against Liverpool. Uh, he's got Leicester as well this weekend at home. Uh, he's another one with Kane. I think some of their best goal-scoring records for Spurs are actually against Leicester. Um, I think I've, I've read a good stat earlier and Son's got four in his last nine uh, with uh, five assists against Leicester. So. Um, He's a uh, he's a form player that I'd be looking at for this week. Um, I've gone uh, with Nick Pope as a form player. It's now two game weeks in a row with 11 points, um, which is uh, really, really good returns. Looks like he's starting to show some of the form he had in Fantasy League last season. And my uh, third form player, uh, Patrick Bamford, has three returns in a row now. That leads to get five goals in the week, and he was only involved in one of them, but... You, know, you can't look past uh, points in the board for three game weeks in a row. So that wraps up my three form players. Yeah, I do think, obviously, obviously being a Blackburn fan, the Nick Pope shout obviously is slightly annoying. But I think Bamford definitely is early season form, despite not doing too much in a five-goal game. Obviously, just in the chat there, we've got Elliot said that Bamford deserved more, played really well, works hard. So definitely his work rate there, definitely something to comment on. And I think he might be in the goals should Leeds continue to score them. And obviously, some we know what he can do. I think that's my probably the transfer I regret most. Out of my team, he's been firing and he's cost me quite a lot, to be honest. One player who you may not have, or a few players you may not have in your teams, the differentials, you've got a few to talk about, including a couple of uh, Wolves players that have recently got on the score sheet. So, uh, far away with those. Yeah, look, I've, uh, I've gone a couple of Wolves players. I know I've just been talking up Nick Pope's uh, clean sheets for Burnley, but if I'm going to look at a, uh, a strong fi- fixture for Wolves, it's still going to be Burnley, um, especially after they've just uh, turned Chelsea over. So uh, those two players are both the goal scorers in the week. Podent, 4.2% ownership. Um, so that's a huge differential right now. Um, I know he was quite popular at the start of the season. I think we'll start to see him in a lot more sides again now. Um, Neto, Pedro Neto, 8.8%. He got the winning goal uh, in the week and he was absolutely everywhere in that game. Um, that's another real low ownership below the 10%. Uh, moving on, I've actually gone for a Brighton uh, option this week. Uh, Fulham at home. Fulham aren't the highest scorers. Um, you would have noticed Matt Ryan got dropped in the week and uh, Graham Potter did say that um, Sanchez, who's currently a 4.4 million goalkeeper in, in Fancy League, is likely to retain his place. So, look, if you need a number two goalkeeper or a rotation option, could be worth a look. He's got 0.1% ownership at the moment. So, if you did have him in your lineup the other day, um, he would have been a huge, huge differential. Uh, another one here, Elliot will like this one. Ryan Fraser, 0.2% ownership. He got 75 minutes in the week against Le- uh, Leeds, uh, and he ended up with an assist to his name. Um, I'd, I'd like to think he'd start 
uh, getting starts now and in what what's a pretty uh, grim Newcastle lineup this season. Um, so I like to hope that Ryan Fraser can sort of kick on and uh, spark some life into uh, that Steve Bruce side. Uh, 0.2% is is pretty low as well. Uh, my last one, I'm going to round it up with Olivier Giroud. Three starts in a row now, two goals, 1.5% ownership, which is just absolutely nothing. Home game against West Ham. You expect him to start again. Um, you know, if you're looking for another striker, someone a bit different, it's really hard to look past that, I think, at 1.5%. Yeah, that is quite low, especially for someone with his international pedigree. He's got a lot of goals for France as well. And obviously for Chelsea, he's been there a long while and he's been around London a bit longer, obviously, with his stint at Arsenal. He's a perennial goal scorer. And if you, you know, if he gets the chances, he'll uh, took a lot of them away. So definitely an interesting one. Sanchez is a really interesting one at point one present ownership, Brighton goalkeeper. That was a bit of a bombshell seeing Matt Ryan get dropped. And obviously, I, I don't know the situation with goalkeeping at Brighton, but we had a guy on loan from Brighton who was our keeper for last season. I think he's injured still. So uh, did you watch the Brighton game, Matt? And did you see him play or he's just going off? No, the I'm not going to lie. I'm, 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 I'm basing it off hi- highlights and uh, hearsay and obviously the nine-point haul um, and the bonus. And uh, just Graham Potter's comments in the uh, in the post match about how he's likely to keep his place. So I think Fulham at home. It's really purely just if you've got a second goalkeeper space, um, and you know you might have a uh, 4.5 million goalkeeper or even a 5 million number two goalkeeper, and you also want to save a little bit of extra money, and then he could be worth it. Um, you'd expect some uh, some save points uh, from uh, being a Brighton goalkeeper as well. Yeah, the defence is a bit frail, so maybe it might be a good option to bring him in. So that's a really, really interesting shout. Um, three teams to watch this week. So we've got oh, we've got one here that's definitely um, an interesting one. Obviously, we've talked about them in your differentials, and you've got a couple of the uh, the big hitting teams that you'd expect to see in your three teams to watch. So uh, fire away there. Yeah, Wolves away at Burnley. Um, the Wolves are uh, quite a low scoring side themselves, quite quite a defensive side, but. I think the fixtures are quite difficult to pick this week. And with their win against Chelsea, I think they'll be on a bit of a high. Um, Burnley's position in the table isn't the best. So, um, going to have to go with Wolves. Uh, Man United at home to Leeds. Albeit Leeds are, are looking pretty strong. Um, but they do let goals in. Um, United just come off another win. And I'm just liking the, uh, the look of them in a home game this week. And Liverpool away at Palace. You know, the top of the league. Um, it's really hard to look past Liverpool. It was it was difficult to pick these three teams this week, and there's some pretty tight and difficult fixtures. I would have liked to throw Newcastle in there for Elliot, but I just even though they're playing Fulham, I just couldn't quite do it after the um, that disaster at Ellen Road in the week. So yeah, sorry Elliot, it's got to be Wolves, Burnley. Sorry, Wolves against Burnley, United against Leeds, and Liverpool at Palace. Elliot, I'll give you the right to respond there. Do you think? Uh... Obviously, you've put your feelings in the chat that we can see, but would you put Newcastle in your teams to back this week? Mate, I never back my team in every week, so I wouldn't. I'd stick with what the guru's saying. I think he's chatting a lot of sense here. Uh, and I feel bad as well, to say that Newcastle have been grim because I, I actually don't mind Newcastle, but um, oh, Steve Bruce has got to uh, he's got to change that 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 style of play. Oh, mate, which we're shocking to watch every week. I think every time that I've watched a game with Ollie this season, I think week by week he sees it more and more. You know, it doesn't matter what side we're playing, we'll sit up with probably a five at the back against Fulham and just, even though we're playing Fulham at home, we'll, we'll, we'll defend for our lives and try and hit him on the counter. So, yeah, it's an interesting one, but yeah. 
just quickly, Matt, before we go on to your Scout 11, I just want to bring up a little bit of an FPL point that's going to be a bit of an interesting one in the upcoming weeks. On my share screen, we've got a, um, a look at game week 18, which is something that propped up, um, obviously, the fixture in has propped up and obviously a bit of a problem for all the FPL managers out there. So there's only a few fixtures to look ahead. So it's between January the 13th and 15th. We've got Sheffield United hosting Newcastle, Wolves playing Everton, Man City hosting Brighton, Villa playing Spurs and Arsenal hosting Crystal Palace. They're the only games that are on that game week. So a lot of teams not playing there. So we've obviously only got the five games. So just would you um, plan your game or your team around that? You've got to do a lot of work now just to make sure you're fine for that game week or would you you know, say like write that game week off and just say plan for the long term or would you get players in for that game week that are going to do a job for you? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Obviously, we've got that blank game week in 18. So if you start to prepare your team now for 18, you've then got to remember that 19, there's going to be 10 teams playing twice. So you've got a double game week. So that personally, um, it's a tough one. If it depends on what chips you've got left, um, I'm tempted to potentially free hit but at the same time, there may be a better uh, blank game week later on in the season when the stronger teams uh, make it further in the potentially make it far in the FA Cup, and then they end up with a you know a blank game week and um, and that type of thing. Um, so look, I really think it depends on your situation. I think if you've got um, you could potentially you could potentially save the transfers. We've got another wild card coming up in two weeks, and you could maybe use your wild card. Um, the whip for that double game week and then save transfers up for that blank blank game week. Uh, you can potentially free hit. So there's lots of options. Uh, personally, though, if you've got about seven players, I think, if you've got seven players in your starting lineup already uh, now that are going to be playing that game week uh, and you can get your captain right, I think you'll be able to get away with it, to be honest. Um, that, that That's my take. As long as you've got sort of six, seven on the board, solid captain for that game week, you'd probably just about get get away with it, especially if the next week you've got you know, a solid amount of double game week players playing as well. Good insight. There's something we're going to have to think about, you know, you, you start planning now for something like that. And then obviously you'll have to see how that game week goes. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, obviously you've got your scout 11 from last week and this week, but um, for this week, who have you got and uh, why do you think they'll fire? Yeah, look, this week um, it was a really, really tough scout 11. Um, yeah, it was hard to pick. I don't think there's too many standout fixtures. Um, it's not like previous game weeks where you might have, you know, Man City playing, even though they've not been been too flashed this season, but playing, you know, a green fixture or Spurs playing a green fixture or, or even Liverpool. I don't even think that's a green fixture. So, um, yeah, I'd, it was tough. I'd, I've gone with Martinez away at West Brom. He's had two really, really good uh, game weeks in a row. Um Got Marcel at uh, Wolves. He's 4.8 million, which is, is quite reasonable considering Wolves are a very defensive side. Wyatt Burnley, I really wanted to throw a, a Wolves player in there. Uh, Lamptey at home to Sheffield United. Lamptey just gets up and down that pitch. He's a goal threat, assist threat, potential clean sheet uh, as well. Uh, Robertson, he was just unbelievable against us in the week. Got the, the, the assist from the corner. Always good to have him in there. I think the midfield, a few of them speak for themselves. Salah, uh, Fernandez, Son, just with that goal record against Leicester, it's hard to leave him out this week. Um, I was still tempted to put De Bruyne in um, into this, um, but I did uh, stick with Salah over him. I think uh, De Bruyne away at Saints is a tough game. 
Um, but I do think they'll they'll see goals. I just couldn't fit them in, um, which is why I've then got the cheaper options with uh, Mason Mount, home to West Ham. I've really felt like I wanted a, a Chelsea asset in this week at home. I know they've come off a couple of defeats, but um, I still think it's important to have a Chelsea player at the moment, um, especially playing at home. And then Neto away at Burnley, uh, goal in the week, cheap option, fits within that 100 million budget. Up front, Harry Kane, 14 goals in nine games against Leicester. Like, there's no way I'm I'm leaving him out this week. Leicester just lost 2-0 as well at home to Everton. And um, I feel like Leicester's style of play could suit the way Mourinho likes to uh, to set set us out. So, you know, Leicester like to uh, to come at teams. And um, if, if they come at us, I think we'll, we'll score two or three. Um, but you never know um, after our, our defeat in the week. And then the other one, Callum Wilson. Um, I just think with the fixture for him, really, I'm not really too sold on Newcastle's form, but they did score two goals in the week um, and he was involved in one of them. And and, the, and to be fair, actually, they did score a couple at home last week against West Brom. So, and uh, he, he's normally involved somewhere. So had to be uh, Callum Wilson to round it up. I think it's um it's actually quite interesting with Wilson because he's he's played 180 minutes odd within the past two weeks. So I think he might even get rested if I'm honest. And he, uh, Bruce might play Dwight Gale, but I'm not too Dwight sure because usually usually he's for me he's first name on the team sheet every single week. He has has to play, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be honest. I hope he plays, but we'll have to see. That's a big one, isn't it? I mean, I've yeah. got my team as well. Hmm. It's an interesting one, I think. Now with Wilson, um, I think if you own him. Do you want to keep him knowing that there's that blank game week in in 18 and he has Sheffield United? Again, though, the risk with trying to build players for that game week now is what if they get injured now or what if they, uh, you know, are, in, are suspended or, or something happens. I think there's always a risk. Um, but if you've got Wilson for this game week, I think you probably want to hold him and then uh, and then sell before the Man City game next week. Yeah, definitely a plan. Uh, in your team here, you've got, Harry Kane as your captain. So if maybe players who aren't free hitting or who don't have Kane in their team, you've got any other captain shouts that they could go with? Yeah, definitely uh sticking on that Spurs game, Son is another one I'd I'd say is a good captain just because of the great record against Leicester. Um I'm gonna say Salah again. Gotta gotta put him on with his scoring record, Fernandez as well. I know he blanked last night, and that that's just absolutely massive news that that Fernandez blank. I don't think anyone could believe that United scored three goals. Not one of them was a penalty, and uh, not one of them was a was a Fernandez goal or assist. So that Still was pretty. Over uh, it. Oh yeah, that was pretty amazing. Um, and although, like I've sort of talked Newcastle down a little bit, I've still um, would like to say Wilson, uh, just because he has got a large number of points this season, and he's got a nice home game. Um, and then curveball captain. But there was a. It was going to be initially uh, Martinez uh, from Villa, just because Statman Dave mentioned it in the in our WhatsApp group. But um, I had a little bit more of a think, and I think Neto, with that low ownership and his goal in the week, um, and away at Burnley, uh, I just feel there's a higher ceiling for a midfielder as a curveball captain as opposed to a goalkeeper. Um, we've obviously got Big Sam West Brom uh, home game against Villa. Um, he might inspire uh, West Brom into a result. Not, not that Sam Allardyce is the most inspiring guy, but um, yeah, I've I've, uh, I've had to go Neto over Martinez for my curveball this week. So, 
Yeah, the one thing with Sam Allardyce is you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get a defensively sound team who's going to set up and he will get results. And I'm going to say West Brom, they've not looked too good so far this season with with my lookalike Slavin Bilic at the helm. But I think <laughs> West Brom, West Brom stay up. Because I know Ooh. that obviously we were in a position, similar position to West Brom when he uh, took over took over um, at Ewood and he kept us up pretty comfortably and we sacked him and we went down. So, you know, you, you get him in the job and he, and he keeps teams up. But, um, but yeah, definitely. You know, what it is, um, you know what it is, Ollie? I think Allardyce was successful at Blackburn because it's just, you know, managing that smaller club. But then he went to Newcastle and it was oh, a, uh, okay, you know, a okay. Uh, little fish in a massive pond, I think, because he was pretty <laughs> wipeable there. So, so wait, I just realised that he's managed one of your club. What are you saying? Are you going up or up or down, West Brom? I I think they should have stuck with Billich, especially after that Man City result. Getting a point away at the the Etihad, sorry, and you sack someone. I think that's ludicrous. I think they'll go down still. Elliot, yeah, look, I uh, I don't understand why they sacked him, but I'm kind of on Ollie's side. I think we'll start seeing a few uh, one nil West Brom nicking a few one nil wins and a couple of big results. I'll I'll, I'll put them to stay up, I think. I don't understand why they've sacked him either, down. but... Down, so we've got a split panel. Down. So, down, uh, down. The, if we're going to translate it to FPL language, West Brom will be hoping for a few green arrows come the next few weeks. If not, then it uh, could be a little Jack Gillibrand season down at the bottom of the league, but <laughs> who knows? No one does. But in terms, just back onto FPL just quickly, we've got to run through our teams and our transfers. So, obviously, for our points last week, and our transfers this week. I'm on my share screen now, so I'll start with my team, a bit unusually. But um, I got above the average this week again, uh, 48 points, um, clear of the 42-point average. Again, not a great week, just got the job done. Stuart Dallas was really happy with that, obviously getting himself a goal. Kufal, three bonus points, and an assist was decent. Obviously, a few massive blanks in midfield. I don't know how De Bruyne got two bonus points. Uh, Fernandez blanking. Salah scoring. I, I don't understand the De Bruyne one, to be honest, but I'm not going to complain. I'm going to take it. Obviously, Grealish. I had uh, Keenan Davis come on as well for Nathaniel Klein because Nathaniel Klein, for some inexplicable reason, didn't play. Um, but I think Davis had just come back from injury, so I got a bit lucky. An extra point there. I'll take that. Dominic Calvert-Lewin again doing things. Got an assist and then obviously Kane blanked rather annoyingly, but did just about enough. Elliot, over to you. You've got less than me this week, but uh, still above the average. You happy with how you went? Yeah, mate. Well, I got two above the average, didn't I? I got 44 points. So, you know, as Matt was saying, it's this game week is definitely just about staying with the pack and staying in the game. And, you know, just whatever points you get, you just move on to next week. And it, like you, a lot of my midfielders just didn't score. So, um, you know, that, that that's how it goes some weeks in FPL. But, you know, I'm happy with above the average definitely for this week. So that that's all that really matters to me. And then uh, for transfers wise, I will just be moving on to next week and rolling over again. As I say, I feel like I say it every week, but I won't be making transfers this week. <laughs> I feel like you roll over all the time. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, never, I've never rolled over on two. That's the thing. I've always got one transfer and I roll over. I've never stacked them up like that. But I just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so you made, you made your, your three big transfers last week, didn't you? Yeah. And then, but before then, you're you're on the fence, rolling over, rolling over, rolling, yeah. rolling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I think with my team as well. Just quickly back to me, I think I'm just going to get rid of Nathaniel Klein because I'm just fuming that he got dropped. I don't know, you know, midweek fixture congestion. I don't know if that's the reason he got dropped, but 
Um, I'll probably get rid of him. Um, in terms of your game with the Welly, you owe a lot of yours down to Kufal as well. And obviously, annoyingly, you, uh, annoyingly for you, somewhat is is Patrick Bamford. Yeah, well, you know, you know, it's never. It's bittersweet when they score against your team. I'd rather him blank, obviously, when he, when you see he's playing Newcastle. But you know, unfortunately, you, you get the players in because you think they're going to do the business, and he did the business, didn't he? So you know, I can't control that game. I can only control FPL. So. It was always bound to happen. I think I said it last week that they were going to score goals against us. So unfortunately, it did come to life. But yeah, I missed with the uh, the captaincy choice as well. I went with Fernandez, which I know I don't know how many times we'll say it tonight. When was the last time Man United scored three goals and he didn't at least get an assist? I, I don't understand que- that. It's a, good, it's a good question. I don't. I don't think uh, many people could answer that one, mate. <laughs> Where's that on day when you need game it? Where is it? I think that's yeah. got to be. I don't think that sort of thing would have happened since he's come to the club, if I'm honest, because I had him in for a lot of last season as well. And every time you got good results, he was always mostly double digit holes and everything. Yeah. In, uh, in the Premier League, anyway, yeah. I think mm. maybe Champions League, possibly, but it's, um, yeah, Premier League. I don't think it's, he's, he's this, you know, he's the, he's the man. Do you know what I mean? Everything mm-hmm. goes for him. And he actually had a good game as well today. He just, I think he got the, the pre assist, as, as we call it. Um, he did, he did get that one for him. I think it was one of Rashford's goals, Martial's goal, sorry. Oh, no, yeah, it was Rashford, yeah. So, I mean, he, <clears throat> he was playing well, looked good. It was in, very enjoyable to watch. He was a lot more um, open. It wasn't it wasn't by no means perfect or anything, but it was definitely a bit better to watch. And then when Fernandes came off, Sheffield United nearly got back into it. <laughs> so, he needs to be on the pitch at all times. It was he nearly collapsed there. Obviously, we've we've mentioned about Dean Henderson, but Fernandez. I thought he was a little bit quiet, but he's a good player. We know that, so we know what he's all about, and he'll probably bounce back and probably contribute. So he might be worth sticking the captain's armband on him. But uh, Matt, over to you. Good score again. Obviously, the points hit did um, did help you there a little bit. But fifty points, obviously minus the four takes you to forty six. So still not a bad week at all. Good captain's pick with Sterling. Now, I think that was a you know a little bit of a curveball somewhat. I don't think many people would have gone mm. with Sterling as their captain pick. If you look at his um look at his ownership, you think 4.3% ownership and not everyone's gonna captain him. So definitely a curveball captain. So you've uh, nailed it there. So fair play. Yeah, look, it was it's an interesting one, right? Because I've taken a hit and it does look good on paper, but I actually swapped Salah out. And if I just stuck with Salah, he got the he got the same number of points as Sterling. But then on the flip side, if I'd stuck with Salah, not lost the four, I would have captained Fernandez. So I'm still trying to work out. I haven't worked out yet. Would I have been better off keeping Salah? Um, but then I would have got seven points out of Salah, four points out of Fernandez. Instead, I've now got sixteen points. I think I might be still maybe one point better off by taking the hit. Haven't quite worked it out, but. Yeah, look, it could have been even more. I don't know if you saw the City game, but Sterling in the last minute was oh. inch. Oh, God. If he put that away, I probably would have been on for a 26-point captain. And, yeah. um, he should have done better. Just... Yeah, he should have done better. Oh, yeah, yeah, he should have. But that would have been a De Bruyne assist, I think, and everyone would have been a lot happier. Yeah. Sterling would have ended up with a, a really good score and, um, you know, probably would have been the first one of the first times, other than, I think, Son at Old Trafford and a few other I think it was game week four or five where I had, had a couple of differential captains. And, um, you know, that would have been the first time in a while I actually really hit well with the captain. But uh, apart from that, yeah, pretty happy. Kufau, who I've, I think I've had him since I wildcarded and happy with that. Rafinha disappointed me. Like, Elliot would know he was just everywhere in that Newcastle-Leeds game. He had about five, six shots. He would got the second assist twice. 
And I just could not believe he didn't come out with a couple of goals. Um, so that was disappointing. Uh, che Adams getting another assist. I'm really, really happy with him this season. Um, yeah, Grealish, disappointing. Fernandez disappointing. Uh, Van Aanholt, probably about, I don't know, half an hour away from a clean sheet again. And um, he, he nearly scored again. I think that's four or five games in a row that he's had a shot on goal and he's just come so close. So, um, yeah, Justin, rubbish. And then McCarthy, <laughs> save, yeah, McCarthy, save point. But to be honest, like, I'll take I'll take that. Like I'll take that beating the average this week and you know, there's a couple of weeks now with green arrows. Um so yeah, can't complain after you know the, the miserable November I, I had. Well, I mean I you you say um you say Matt that um obviously um uh, you know Van Anhalt was halfway uh, you know, half an hour off um off a clean sheet or whatever you were saying. Half an hour is a long time in a in a ninety minute yeah. game. It's like the third it game. Like, I think it might have been a bit. I think I think it was a bit less than that. I was watching it and I just felt the way the game was going. I thought Palace are going to win this one nil, and then out of nowhere, Sebastian Heller just scores a bicycle kick. Do you know what I mean? Like when when does that actually ever happen? Uh, when a player like that does that, and I feel like that moment of brilliance. If obviously it did happen, but if it didn't, then I think Palace would have nicked it one nil. Uh, the way they were defending and stuff. But um, yeah, I guess we move on, and um, I'll, I'll take fifty this week. It was quite funny yeah. just on, with on the West Ham game. I saw a tweet before the game which said Sebastian Hall is going to do this today, and it was Andy Carroll's wonderful bicycle kick, and, <laughs> and he, he ended up doing it. So everyone's asking him for the lottery numbers, I guess, because that's ridiculous. He, he needs to retire right after that goal. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Goal of the week, that. Oh, definitely. Definitely. 100%. Um, yeah, apologies with the share screen issues. I've completely forgot to copy the URL across, but we're back with Jack's team now, and there's a. Uh, Man there that stands out like an absolute gem in that midfield. It's Marcus Rashford. This morning he was absolutely unplayable, and he's uh, showed up in your FPL team. And obviously, if you'd have captained the other Manchester United midfielder than the one you went with, you'd have been on for a massive score. Obviously, the one you got the score you got now, fifty-two points, not too bad. But you know, it's really what could have been for you, Jack. Oh, listen, I, I think you've got to be um, you know, out of the four of us, I think it's the biggest score, right? And um, you know, I'll, I'll take that. I'm happy with that. Obviously, I put Rashford in last minute. Um, I was I was trying. I was thinking about KDB. Thank goodness I didn't. Um, so I was happy with Rashford putting in there and captaining the wrong guy, like you said. However, uh, I was pretty confident Fernandez was going to deliver. I think obviously ninety nine point nine percent of FPL were as well. Um, obviously he, did, he didn't do the uh, do the business, but Rashford did. So I'm pretty happy. It's the first time I've had double asset um, from United in there this week, this this season. So I think even more so for that, I was even even happier, but pretty disappointed with uh, obviously the Wilson. Even though he got the assist against Leeds, it was pretty disappointing So I was trying to back him. I've been bigging him up for the last couple of days. Um, obviously Kane, I took Son out for Rashford. So I was hoping Kane was going to deliver and Son delivered instead. Grealish didn't obviously do much, and obviously, as uh, Matt said, Justin was rubbish after his eleven pointer at the weekend. Um, but the good news was, lads, is that I put Martinez in the goal, and he delivered for me. Hasn't done that all season. He's been in and out with McCarthy, but uh, Martinez delivered, and yeah, 50, 52 points. Absolutely delighted with it, and uh, moved up to forty uh, third in the league. So you're know, ready to pick the guru off next. And then I'll be, yeah, probably meet you in the middle, Ollie, because you're on the uh, decline, as uh, Matt alluded to earlier as well. I'm flatlining. I'm flatlining. <laughs> I'll say that. 
Um, but yeah, you're on you're on the way up. Obviously, Rashford, brilliant shout. Salah's doing well as well. So your midfield was a bit of a mixed bag, obviously. But you must be happy with Martinez finally doing something. Well, you're finally yeah. picking him. You're finally trusting yes, him with the glove in between the sticks, and he's he's doing it for you. Yeah, that was it. And you know, even like Suchek obviously was quiet this this week, but you know, giving him a, a rest week. Hopefully, he'll be back uh, for the next one. I think um, the the mix in the midfield is is the strength, though. You know, it, that's that's what gives the, the balance across uh, allows us to try and uh, get some points, uh, score big where we can. But yeah, excited for the next the, you know the next fixture. Uh, we're up against Leeds, hoping to do Leeds for one. And then for uh, Rashford and Fernandez to uh, run right, but I'm obviously very wary of Bamford um, and the Leeds team. But hopefully, uh, you know, not a big fan of Leeds, obviously. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll try and, uh, yeah, pick up some big points against them and get a win. And uh, I'm going to leave Rashford Rashford in. So just just quickly before we move on, very very quickly, um, speaking of next game week, are you thinking of making any transfers or are you going to roll over? Um, this one, yes, I'm going to roll over. Uh, I'm going to leave everything as, as it is. I kind of put this team in place ready for this, you know, these fixtures. Um, but then going into obviously next week, uh, I am looking ahead with uh, Wilson. I was thinking maybe Giroud. I'm, I'm quite liking the Giroud one coming in. I was thinking about him earlier. And obviously uh, Matt's mentioned him as a differential as well. But I do like the Chelsea fixtures are quite nice, aren't they, over the next couple of weeks, next couple of game weeks. So, yeah, I'm going to roll over, but then with plans in place, potentially. I reckon so. It might be a very good shout. So that's our team's done. And regrettably, for me anyway, we've got to move over to a little bit of what's become my pride and joy, but not so this week uh, of, you know, draft the, the Papa John's draft league. So we'll, we'll go to the table quickly. Matt, um, obviously, Jack's closed the gap with a win there. We can see he's three points back from uh, from me. Obviously, I slipped up. And that's helped Matt. He's now two points, sorry, two wins rather, off the pace. We've got Statman, who's pretty much in mid-table on 15 points. James, just behind him on 13. We've got the Maclads, who's, you know, fallen off a bit on 12 points. Elliot on 12 points and Rolando on 7. So to uh, to have that shaped, we had a, a big win for Jack in the match of the day against, uh, against me. Fuming with that. Absolutely fuming. It's not even a brilliant score from Jack either. I was just horrendous. What Obviously, do you mean it is? Mate, it is a good that is a good score though for this game week. Score. Come on, it's a great it's not, score. It's not that bad. It's not that good. It's not that without, good. Without but... a captain, without a captain pick on a low scoring week, you don't have captains. You don't have any of your chips. That's a good score considering. It's, it's, a, it's, it, it, it's a bit of a battering, I think. Decent. Oh wow, none of your players it's, just did oh, anything, it is did a, they? No, no, no. <laughs> it is a, it is a battering. I won't disagree. I won't disagree. The that back, it's a battering. The back four of four. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's that is pointless. Obviously, that's point. Dominic Calvert Lewin, I think, and and click were the only ones to actually contribute. So, have you, have you got in net? In goal, no clean sheet, Patricio. So, uh, fuming with that, absolutely fuming. Just need to move on from there, and and just you know, quickly, just less said about that, the better. Let's just have a look at this league. On. Come on, let's have a, let's have a, let's analyze this league well, and. Uh, we've, the, the, the Ollie's going to run away with the league that was pretty much decided after that game a few weeks ago. I'm still going to. I'm still. I'm. I'm still going to win it. It's fine. Um, it's the, ma- it's we'll, the magic of the bullet, mate. The magic of the bullet. I'll <laughs> do it for you. Yeah, we'll we'll go back and have a look just for your viewing pleasure, Jack, in a minute. But we'll just run through the results <laughs> and the fixtures just quickly. We've got. Matt, obviously, big win over Dave, 14 points. Obviously, I'm saying that's a big win. Well, it's a big win, 14 points. But again, not a, not a brilliant score from, from Matt. It's, it's solid from Matt, but 
You know, I think he's he's really nice. Massive this week. Massive this week. It's different. It's different presenting it when he loses. It's not as big as Elliot and Rolando's. You scored less than Rolando, so it can't be that big a score. Yeah, but it's only three points off. Three points is a lot in football. In whatever walk of life you look at, I'm off it, mate. Mate, so Rolando obviously was talking about going to win, so. Obviously, that's a decent <laughs> game. Put him in charge of this. <laughs> Let's put someone else in charge of this, mate. Rolando, Rolando's, Rolando's got a decent, decent win there, hasn't no, he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he yeah. Has. He's got, uh, yeah, he's got he's, he's, he's auto picks finally doing something for him. He's <laughs> got like Guerrero and Jesus up top. It's Rashford and Abamyang. It's Rashford and Abamyang. Okay, yeah. they've finally, you know, they've they've been quiet all season and yeah, they've got something done for him. So, so he's obviously buzzing with it all. So, big three points for Orlando. We might have to get him on the pod soon. I don't know if he's actually been on since that draft session. So, we need to get him out from uh, from wherever he's wherever he's hiding and get him on the podcast. And obviously, James got battered. A couple of 14-point games, actually, this week. You know, there's, there's three of them. So, uh, Elliot, big win for you away from home. Yeah, mate. I'm, so, I'm sort of just chilling around the bottom. But, you know, I think another win would, in, if the results go my way, I'd move up a fair bit. So, you know, I'm, I'm on your tail, lads. I'm a bit behind the top, but we're rebounding, considering I was bottom a few weeks ago. So, we're getting there. So, you're into it now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm loving it now. It's brilliant. <laughs> I always love Jeff. Obviously, obviously to, to, to catch up to us, Elliot, you've got to control your own results first. Your game against Dave this week, so that should be a good one, actually, I should think. Um, Rolando's playing against Jack, so Rolando, back-to-back wins would be really, really helpful, mate. So if you're out there listening, <laughs> please just win. Just win, please. Uh, I'm playing against James, so hopefully I can get the job done, although I'm not taking anything for granted now after my, my horror show this week. And then Matt against the Matt Clad. So it's, it's kind of hard to pick a match of the day this week. I think I'd almost say Rolando and Jack, you know. Oh, no, go, go, go back on the go back in the league. Where's um where's Papa Peely? I think I'd say it's Matt and Peely, to be honest. Yeah. I think. Second and sixth. Oh, okay. Yeah, but then Ollie is first against fifth. I'd, I'd almost say Rolando on form. I think Rolando on his yeah. one win form. That's that's form for Rolando now, his one win. <laughs> so I'd almost say that, that's match of the round. I'm going for a nine, nine nil. All right, you are you going the old Tottenham, Tottenham and Wigan? Tottenham and Wigan, nine one. Go for a battering, mate. So we'll just analyse that ever so quickly. Yeah, Leicester so Southampton. Oh, that's the one. That's the one. Bit of Man United Ipswich if we're going back further. Oh, there we go. Now we're talking. There we go. Was that was that ten nil? Was it or or a ten one? No, Something like that. Was, I think it was in that. I feel like it was in nine nil. Oh, no one's ever scored 10 in a Premier League game. That's the rest of the record that, Tres- uh, that Leicester were trying to break. But a big win anyway, regardless. Um, obviously, Rolando, 43 points. We've had a look at his team already. It's it's really about Aubameyang and Rashford. If they can get firing, and even Aguero as well, to a lesser extent. If they can get firing, then he's got a decent team on his hands, but he's really not done it so far this season. I don't even care. I'm just Obviously, we're going to analyse Jack's team, but I'm going to pick Rolando just purely because I wanted to win. <laughs> purely because I just wanted to... To enact some revenge on Jack, who's you know absolutely absolutely hammered me this week, it's fair to say, and he's hammered me with that team. So obviously Martinez in net, backed him in, and he's done something. And you know, ice cold Martial, ice cold Martial has come out from nowhere and scored a lucky tap in. Where was Ramsdale? Where was he? 
He scored yeah, a lucky well, tapping. That's the only goal he's scored for the rest of the season. It was against being draft on fuming. That's what um, I think that's what Marshall needs, though. Actually, you know, he just needed a bloody goal, yeah. that guy. So yeah. hopefully he kicks on for the rest of the season. It'll be a different yeah. in a couple of weeks' time, I think. If you look yeah. at the players around his level, like Joe Linton, you know, you know, similar, yeah. similar level there. So you know, he's got his goal and he's got assists and goals now. So maybe Martial will reach his level one day. We'll have to see. No, that's it. Martin's got a double call up, didn't he? he? Got the classic and the draft call up. Loving it. He's done well for you this week. Yeah, definitely. Definitely done well. But I think we need to get off draft because I'm, I'm absolutely fuming. Usually, there's a bit of enthusiasm. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just annoyed this week with draft because, because you know the old the man from esports lives absolutely hammered me. So uh, we'll move on. We'll get a prediction from all four of you. So all four of us. Jack, we'll start with you. Obviously, you're backing yourself in to win, surely. Um, I'm gonna back myself. Yes. I'm not going to. So, so there you go. Have that, Jack. Have that. I am fuming still. But um, Elliot, so someone who's now suddenly all of a sudden interested in draft. Have you got? Uh, have you got to say? Yeah, I think I think Jack will win, but I think it'll be close because he's got the West Ham Chelsea clash, doesn't he? He's obviously got Chilwell and I can't remember Cresswell. I think your defender was so that'll be interesting. Might have to see what transactions have got on my sleeve as well, eh? If I can get hold of any. Yeah, you've given him ideas, Elliot. You've given him ideas. He's not getting uh, no, anything Matty, on the top while he tries. <laughs> uh, hopefully, he just doesn't win. That's what I'm saying. Matt, were you going to even the ledger, or are you going to say you're going to say Jack's going to win it? I like backing Jack's team because he's got he's got a very good draft you team. Did, if this you was a... doubt, you doubted me last week on uh, the last game week though, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, look, I said I wasn't sure because of a couple <laughs> of players. I, I think your team would actually be a really good classic team. I really like it. Yeah. Um, but Rashford's just come off a good score. Aubameyang, oh, can he really be trusted for... Can they hit... For, I can't for Rolando. They can't do two games on a row, can they? Arsenal, I don't surely. know. Yeah, I don't know. If Rolando can get 11 on the pitch, then I'd back him. I'll, I'll go with you again, Jack. I think you've got two... You, you've got a solid team. And you've got a good squad. Draft's a squad game, and you've got a good, a, a better squad than Rolando, I'd say. A bit of depth. Yeah. yeah. I'll go with you, Jack. All right, there we go. All right, I win. Fair enough. Fair enough. Majority rules. Majority <laughs> rules. But obviously, fair enough, Jack, for the win. Well played, mate. Uh, I'll just send out my congratulations because that's all you're going to get. Obviously, the group chat for the rest of the week. I'm going to be fuming, but there you go. Have your win. Um, it's a little bit. Uh, I think it was what was it? Come down with me that the uh, episode where it's like you know got all the grace of <laughs> the form of reversing dump trucks. That's pretty much how I feel. Right now. That's how I'm feeling. Absolutely fuming, but. Uh, just to wrap up the pod for this week, obviously we've done it live, so it's a bit of a new one. So if you want to see maybe a bit more of this, maybe it's something we do more often, who knows. But um, just to wrap up the podcast, obviously, Elliot, this week, you know, decent score in Classic and, you know, good winning draft. So you must be buzzing with the midweek fixtures. You'll want them every week now. No, it's, it's too stressful for me, mate. I can't do it. It's, it's too much for me. That's why I'm having to roll over. But yeah, hopefully move on again, get some more points on the board and just stay with the pack. I think that's, that's going to be me for the festive period. I'm not bothered about moving up. I just want to stick with it and, and maintain my spot, to be honest. But yeah, should be good, mate. Definitely should. And we'll be back next week with another podcast. I think in future with this two game, it's got closest. We might just do it all in the in the one podcast, but we'll have to see. But uh, that's a discussion for another day. But for now, though, we are done for another podcast. Best of luck for the upcoming game week, game week 14. Hopefully all goes well for your FPL teams. Obviously, we must reiterate the deadline while we're still here. That's 10 o'clock Melbourne time, 10 p.m. 
Um, obviously, don't miss a deadline or else you're going to look like a donut. Um, so make sure you get your teams in for the traditional deadline before Crystal Palace and Liverpool on Saturday night, Melbourne time. But enjoy your weekend. Take care. And uh, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers.